Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 37 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. Now, before I even get deep into this episode, I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you again for letting me get on this platform another week. I thank you for the trials and tribulations that I have gone through this through this week because I know that with the trials and tribulations it's going to produce perseverance in me. And I accept that perseverance, Lord, so I can grow closer to you and grow closer in you. Thank you for this opportunity. And I just pray that you continue to stick by my side throughout it all. I thank you that you will never leave me, that you will continue to guide me, and you will continue to hold me throughout all of this. I pray that when I'm on the other side of this, it will be a testimony and it will help the next person, your daughter or your son, it'll help them in producing their ministry and growing the union of Christ. I pray, Lord, that through this episode that we grow. Yes, we. I pray that we grow. I pray that you speak through me. I pray that you guide me. And I pray that the listeners of this episode, their ears are fixed in a holy stance, set-apart stance. And I pray that if they're watching, their eyes are focused in on the word and there are no distractions around them. I pray, Lord, that through this episode that there is more of you and less of me. And I pray that you send any remembrance and guidance through this episode. And I pray that you get the glory throughout it all. In Jesus' name, amen. So now that we welcome our co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high and low moments, you could always do so by submitting to us on our Instagram page, Facebook page, 
or directly to our email address. And you can also comment down below in the comment section if you are watching on YouTube. And if you do, you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast to present your high or low moments for the week. And if you want to remain private, just let us know and we will just pray for you in private. So I did get a listener submission this week and she is a new subscriber over on my YouTube channel and I am so happy that she is a part of the family. So her YouTube channel is Hanging with Tip Nicole and I almost missed this message but Holy Spirit led me to it and I am so excited and thankful that he did. So her message says, Hi Shay, I'm just beginning my faith journey and it has been a struggle. Not because I don't believe it's been a struggle because as soon as I really started taking control of things in my life, I had a motorcycle accident and it took a toll on me mentally. I'm still recovering, so it's hard for me to get footage from my channel, which I started right before the accident. I'm asking for prayer for my mind and healing of my body. I feel like once I overcome this, I'll have a testimony. I feel like I have a testimony now, but I'll surely have one once my recovery is over. And I already said this in my response to you, but I am so happy and thankful that God kept you. And that lets me know that you will have an incredible testimony and he is going to see you through this. So when you get on the other side, you will be able to reach so many people through what happened to you. I know right now it's a struggle. Me personally, I've never been in a motorcycle accident, but my gosh, I know that you surviving is such a big deal. And I know that God kept you here for a reason. And so I don't know if that will help you and encourage you throughout, you know, this walk of you recovering that a lot of people who get in motorcycle accidents, they don't make it, but God chose to keep you and he kept you for a reason. So just keep that in the forefront of your mind that God kept you for a reason and you want to Stay strong so you can walk out and live out that reason that he kept you. And again, I am so happy that he kept you. I would definitely be praying for you in your recovery. I know you're going to make it through. And remember, like I said, you have me. You have the entire obedient family here to help you. So if you need more encouragement, just let us know. We are always here. We're all a family. And I'm so excited and thankful and happy that you found me. And now that you are a part of the family, I look forward to talking to you in the comment section. To all of my listeners, please keep Tip Nicole. I think that's your name, hanging with Tip Nicole. Please keep her in your prayers, you guys. And send some encouragement to her. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below some encouragement for her and if you're a listener if you want to like just send it to me in a dm or email address that's perfectly fine and then i can repost it so she can see it from you all but definitely send her some encouragement and keep her in your prayers all right so that is the only viewer submission that i had for this week so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into my high and lows for the week and first i'll start with my highs so last week I talked to you all about my mama having a pap smear, not pap smear child. I talked to you all about my mama having a colonoscopy and I am so thankful and grateful to say that her results came back negative, like completely negative. So I guess they look for polyps. I've never had a colonoscopy myself. I'm only 29, but 
they looked for polyps and her doctor, when he called, he was like, they didn't see any polyps at all to even have to take and send off to the lab. And so she was good to go as soon as she was done. She made it through not eating for 24 hours and none of the medicine made her sick. Thank God. Cause we were worried about that. And also the anesthesia didn't make her sick either because normally she gets really nauseated after anesthesia. So glory to God. She is all through with that. And she was so good, y'all, after she finished the procedure and she got in the car, she was like, okay, um, I'm ready to go working, like, go deliver some groceries, because we do it together. And I'm like, no, ma'am, we're about to go home, and you're about to take a nap, and when you wake up, I will determine if we're going to go work. And I determined, well, I didn't even have to determine, because... She didn't wake up till like three o'clock in the afternoon and it was too late to go working because it was a Tuesday and y'all know Tuesdays are my busy day. But anyway, I said that to say she was doing amazing after the procedure. So glory to God that she is doing good and she's now going to have another colonoscopy into 10 years from now. So she has a clean bill of health for 10 years. But she was also a part of a study because they are doing this thing where they want you to be able to just take a blood test to get your colon checked instead of having to do the whole thing that they do. And so she was a part of that. So prayerfully, that is a thing in a couple years for everybody who has to experience that. And by the time I have to experience it, they'll just be able to take my blood and Check my colon that way. I know that colon cancer is one of those cancers that's really hard to catch early and to fight as well. Grateful that they are making improvements for that. And we are going to keep praying that eventually cancer is not going to be a thing for any of us. They're going to find a cure for cancer. In Jesus' name, we are praying that. Okay? Yes. Yes. All right, y'all. And also, I have another hot as well. If y'all are watching on YouTube, then y'all see I got my hair done. Yay, that is a high because I have been having to deal with my natural hair. Love my natural hair so much. But like I talked about on the last episode, I have some color on the ends that I want off. I did not like how it looked. And also with me working out, with me filming, with me just doing so much these days, it is so much easier to have a protective style in just to get up and go, you know, get up, take my bonnet off, comb my edges down, and then I can go out the house. And also, this is the reason why the episode is going up late. Yes, this is the reason. So Sunday, well, Saturday, I went out and I purchased the hair. God sent me to this hair. Y'all know I am an advocate for finding God in the small things, okay? Because initially, I went to the black-owned hair store, okay? I try my best to support black-owned businesses, okay? I do. I really try my best. So I was in the black-owned beauty supply store, and I knew exactly the hair I was looking for because I actually had found the hair at the hair store by my house. But it was like, it came in like such little packs. It was expensive, basically. And I was just like, I know I can find like a bigger pack of hair at another store. So... I was like, let me venture out of my little part of town and go to the bigger part of town. So I go there and I walk in and I'm looking on the wall. You know, they if y'all ever been to a beauty supply store, they have hair on the wall from top to bottom 
just rows full of hair. And so all I see is just locks, like faux locks. It was like, I know faux locks is, is trendy, but there is no reason why all of these should be primarily locks. But as you like kept going to the back of the store, you saw these boxes. And these boxes on the floor, they were full of hair. And so I saw the one lady like going through the box. Me, at first, I thought it was just like inventory, like, you know, back sock inventory that I wasn't supposed to be touching. But I saw the lady going through it and how they were all like lined up. I was like, oh, no, that is for us to go through. And so I started going through it and I stumbled across some hair that I would be interested in. But I only found one bag. And I was like, okay, let me let me search through the rest because, you know, I am not too good to search. But the more and more I was searching through these boxes, I was just like, this is not my job. I am not supposed to be searching through these boxes. Like, I understand if I went to a thrift store or I was at a Goodwill because, you know, that's the concept of that store. The concept of that store is to search for whatever you want. But this is a beauty supply store. The concept is not to search. Like, it should be displayed on the wall like all the rest of the hair. So, at this point, I had, like, about 20 bags of hair just sitting on the floor because I'm going through trying to organize and find the hair that I need. And I'm just like, no, this isn't, no. This is not what I'm supposed to do. And then the Lord was like, go down the street to a previous beauty supply store I've been to, which it really was not down the street. It was very far away. I did not want to go, but he was just like, it'll be fine. Go down the street. So I like pick the bags up and I just like throw them in the boxes, not organized because they didn't have it organized. I just threw it back how I got it out of there. And I walked out the store and my mama was behind me. And she was not helping me, y'all, because she already told me that she was anxious when she went in the store because it was too much hair. So she was just like on her phone on Amazon as I was going through the boxes. So she was just like, oh, you're giving up? I was like, mm-mm. I, I'm not supposed to be going through those boxes. Like, that's not my job. Like, why do they have these boxes set out here? And so I went to the store that God told me to go to. And y'all, not only... Did that beauty supply store have what I needed? One, it was right next to a UPS store, which was one of the things that I needed to get done, which was ship off a package. So I got that package shipped off, literally forgot all about that UPS store. And then two, in the beauty supply store, the hair was 50% off. Won't you do it? Little praise break. Give me praise break if you're watching in the YouTube chat. But yes. 50% off. So not only did I find my hair, I also found a great deal. And the beauty supply store I went to was amazing. I love it. It is probably the beauty supply store I'm going to go to from now on. Because not only do they have like a huge selection of hair and products, it's also very organized and it's all displayed properly. Like there were no boxes on the floor in that store at all. Like everything was on the shelf available for me to just look up and see. And I was very thankful for that. Okay. So that is a great high for this week. <laughs> and with that, we can go ahead and go into the low for this week. So as y'all probably heard during my prayer, I got a little emotional 
because this week has been very tough, very, very tough, not only ministry-wise, but personally-wise, and it's nothing that's going on with me, like nothing detrimental or anything. It's just, I just feel like I have constantly been trying to catch up, and I cannot catch up. And I just think it's because I set a solid goal. I didn't let anybody know. But I set a silent goal that I wanted to make sure I got a video out every single scheduled day in the month of October. And the reason I did that is because last month I skipped an episode. And so this month I wanted to make sure I did not skip an episode. Like I wanted to show up for my ministry every single time that I promised an episode. So I wanted to make sure I got a podcast episode up. I wanted to make sure I went live and I wanted to make sure I got a vlog lifestyle video up. And so far I've been able to do it and God's will, I will continue to be able to do that because next week starts a new month. But I just think that the enemy just kind of really wanted to discourage me because he knew that I set that goal. And so he's just been making it so hard, y'all. Like last week, the episode went out late. And I want to thank everybody who was patient, everybody who was understanding, everybody who still showed up for me, even though the episode came out a day late. I thank you so much for that. Y'all have no idea how much that meant to me, and I am so thankful for the community that I have around me. So I thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I didn't let that discourage me. I just kept it going. Definitely check out the Behind the Scenes vlog where I talk about my experience through that. And then earlier in the month, for Seek Bible study, when I came in my studio, it was stuff all over the place. I couldn't even sit down, and I showed that in a vlog too. But I got it done. Like I showed up late, but I still, you know, got it up. Like I, I was just thinking. I think I was just like an hour late to the live, and people still showed up, and I was so thankful to, just to see people still show up and be so understanding. And then I wanted my vlogs to go out at eight o'clock in the morning to be a part of your church morning routine you know because I when I get ready for church I like to listen to a vlog or listen to a video on YouTube as I'm doing my makeup and as I'm getting dressed but only one vlog has gone out at eight o'clock the rest of them have gone out at five but they still have been as successful as that first one like people still are showing up in the comments hyping me up about the vlogs showing me so much support It's like so many things are happening as I'm trying to get these things out, but I'm pushing, I'm pushing forward and I don't want to get into it a lot. I don't want to get into it too much because I do plan on doing an episode on this, like a full episode on what I've learned so far through this journey, which I know I'm still learning. But one thing I can tell you is the word that God gave me around my birthday, which was push. It's definitely coming into fruition right now. It's definitely something that I have to keep leaning on, which I'm so glad that he gave it to me because when things get tough, I think about push, push, push. And I think about my scripture where it says, if I keep enduring, I am going to reap a harvest. And I just keep thinking, I just keep going, Jay. It's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit somebody else out there. Just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And so I just want to ask for prayer to help me keep going. I have no intentions of stopping, but prayer is going to help. It's going to give me the strength that I need. So I just ask y'all for y'all prayer. 
And again, I want to thank y'all for still showing up, even if it's a little delayed. I do not like to be delayed. I am very type A. I don't like to be late when it comes to y'all. When it comes to my ministry, I like to show up on time. I like to be consistent. And, you know, it's it's been harder being consistent since I've been doing solo ministry. Let me tell y'all something. Solo ministry is not for the birds. It's not nothing to play with, okay? Solo ministry is not for play play, um, as Keisha Jones would say, if y'all watch her. It's a little um, Instagram account I like to watch. But solo ministry is not easy. It is definitely a testament. You know, but I'm going to get through this because this is not for my glory. This is for God's glory. And if it's somebody 10 years from now watching this video, getting encouraged to keep going in their ministry, it's worth it, you know. So that's my low for this week. And that's why I got emotional during my prayer, because at that point, I realized that trials and tribulations bring perseverance. And I'm, I want to endure do it through it, as James says. I want to endure through it so I can be complete, not lacking anything. Thank you, Lord, for that reminder and for that word. Because I promise you, it's nowhere in my notes. It literally popped up as I closed my eyes and I started praying. But that's the one good thing about having communication and closeness with God. He'll give you what you need right in the moment that you need it. Because he knew I needed it. If y'all watch the vlog that's coming out after this episode, you'll see why I was nervous to get on this camera. Nervous about what I was going to say. Nervous that it's 10 o'clock at night right now. <laughs> but it's going to get out, you know. I guess the thing for this month has just been delayed, not denied. I keep telling myself that. Delayed, not denied. Delayed, not denied. So it's happening. This episode is going to be late as well, but it's going to go up. And I know that I have some loyal ladies out there, some loyal listeners, because I know I have men that listen to me as well. I thank everybody who supports me, and, and they keep me in their prayers, and they, they send me encouragement. My friend Ashley, she sent me a message this morning, completely random, hadn't told her anything I've been struggling with, and she sent me the sweetest message. For those of y'all who don't know, Ashley was my previous co-host in in her message, she just reminded me. She was just like, I remember being so scared to leave the podcast. And I remember Holy Spirit told me that you'll be okay. And fast forward to now, and I just look at you flourishing. I was standing in the way of what you've become. Come on, y'all. Holy Spirit knows. And that is why it's so important to have godly friends who talk to God. Because they can nudge them and say, hey, reach out to your friend. So thank you, Ashley. I know you're watching. And thank all my viewers and listeners. Y'all are so encouraging. When y'all come in in the comment section or show up on the lives, doing Seek Bible Study, it is encouragement and inspiration. And it means more to me than I think that y'all would ever realize. Okay? So... Just keep me in your prayers to help me through this perseverance because I want to be whole. I want to be complete. I want like anything, okay? And, you know, when the enemy sees something good happening, when he sees a child of God moving things forward, making an impact, changing people's lives, changing their lives, he needs to come in and he needs to cause a ruckus. But that's all he can do. All he can do is cause a ruckus. Because he is already lost. 
Jesus has already run the victory. It's a fixed fight. So whenever you go into anything, when it comes to the enemy and him tempting you and him trying to discourage you, whatever he's trying to do to you, just remember, it's a fixed fight. If we just keep enduring, keep going, keep pushing, keep resisting, he will eventually flee. So as I encourage myself, I hope that I am encouraging you all as well. But I don't want to keep this high low portion too long because I want to try to get this episode out as soon as possible. So with that, that is the end of my high and low section for this week. Remember, if you do want to submit any high and lows that you have, you can always do so by DMing us on our Instagram, Facebook, email address, or down in the YouTube comment section. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the episode. But let's go ahead and jump into the biblical background of this episode. Let me tell y'all the story of how we got to this episode, okay? So one day, I was sitting in my room. I was watching good old YouTube And I was watching this girl share her testimony on a major faith move that God told her to do. She was sharing about how God told her to actually stop school. And it was college. You know, that's a major thing. I've been through university and, you know, you spend a lot of money on college, a lot of time. But that was a major thing and she did it. And so I started to fall into the pit of comparison because I was saying, well, Lord, I just don't feel like I've been told to make like a major faith move like that. You haven't told me to quit something like you, you still have me working full time at my job. Like, why won't you tell me to quit my job? I was just like, I haven't gotten to experience that still. My prior co-host, Ashley, before she left the podcast, God told her to quit her job and she quit and she made like a major faith move. So I bring that up to you because I experienced the same thing during that time as well. And then like even with my mama, like she's had like major faith moves as well. I remember when I was a little girl, she lost her job. Um, Well, yeah, I lost her job. The company closed down and she was in the process of buying a car and God told her to just buy the car. He had her. She proceeded to buy the car and she didn't miss a car no the car is paid off at this point the car is no longer with us but it was paid off before she sold it you know that was a major faith move for her and thank god that she did experience that because when it comes to my faith and things I'm waiting on and believing in god that situation definitely has helped me because it's shown me God to be real but I was just like nothing like that has happened for me and I started to compare myself I was just like maybe I just do not have like faith like these people and God got me together when I started to fall into that pit I did not identify that as comparison initially because it's not something that we think about when we think about the word comparison when we're thinking about comparison most of the time we're thinking about earthly things but then God revealed to me that, yes, people are out there comparing their faith walk, comparing their relationship with me to other people's relationship with me, and it needs to be identified. But this is just something that 
we never really put the word comparison on. So when he revealed to me that I was going through that, he was like, I need you to do an episode about this to help my people free themselves from comparison, this faith comparison. And I was thankful that he did help me out of that and show me what I was doing. Because like I said, I did not even realize it was comparison because most of the time comparison is talked about as far as things that people have and not faith moves that people do. But you can compare yourself to people's faith moves. If you don't know, I just want you to know that you can do it. Have you ever gone to church and you see that person talking in tongues and you're just like, well, Lord, why am I not talking in tongues? I must not be worthy. Lord, why isn't this song making me as happy as this person? I must not be as thankful as them. It can go on and on, but I know it's something that we've all experienced, but we never really put a name on it because a lot of the times we don't look at that as comparison, but it is. And so I am doing what God told me to do. I am trying to free you all from comparison of faith-based things, because what does comparison do? Comparison kills. If you're watching on YouTube, you see my little boy back there. Comparison kills. So what I want to do is I want to go through the story of Cain and Abel and talk about how this is comparison, how it's faith comparison, actually. And then I want to talk about what comparison kills, the different things that comparison kills. And then I'll get into what we can do when we start to compare, because I had to go through these processes as well after I started comparing myself to the YouTuber. So if you do have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Genesis chapter 4. Cain and Abel were the sons of Eve and Adam. So in verse 1, it tells us the man was intimate with his wife Eve and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. So Cain is actually the oldest son. But then she gave birth to another son named Abel. As verse 2 says, she also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel was over the shepherd flocks, but Cain, he worked the ground. Okay, in verse 3, we see as the boys have gotten older and they're working, they start making their sacrifices or offerings to the Lord. In verse 3, it says, in the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. Okay, we're going to stop right there. So we see that Eve and Adam, they did raise their children right because they raised them to make offerings to God, which is a great thing, you know? They were raised correctly. Both of them had faith in God to be offering something to him that lets us know that they had faith and that this was a faith move that they were making by offering something to God. Continuing the scripture, we see where the comparison started to happen for the two men or for the one man, because one of them, they didn't compare at all. But it says, the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. And then this is where the comparison comes in. Cain was furious and he looked despondent. So right here, we see where the faith comparison happened. So Abel, who offered firstborn of his flock and their fat portions to the Lord, he was actually regarded 
by the Lord, but Cain wasn't, even though Cain did provide an offering. If you're wondering like, hey, why didn't God accept Cain's sacrifice? I am not a theologian. And when I read my Bible, my study Bible, it broke down the reason why God took regard to Abel's offering and not Cain's offering dealt with what they were giving to God. This is from my Tony Evans study Bible. It says, Cain offered produce from a ground that was under the curse, but Abel was exercising dominion over the animals as God had commanded. He was also offering the required sacrifice of shed blood. True worship must be what God will receive, not merely what we want to give. And then in my life application Bible, it says, The Bible doesn't say why God did not accept Cain's sacrifice. Perhaps Cain's attitude was improper, or perhaps his offering was not up to God's standards. Cain's heart just was not as sincere as Abel, and God knew that his heart posture wasn't in the right way, which if we read verse 6, we'll see that the Lord says, Why are you furious, and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. But as far as why God didn't accept it is really not important to this lesson. Just know that he didn't accept it. What we want to take away from this is we see that Cain starts comparing himself to Abel because he saw that Abel's sacrifice or Abel's offering was accepted by God, whereas his wasn't. So instead of looking in on his heart and his posture when he gave to God and saying, okay, well, why didn't God accept my offering? He said, well, God accepted Abel's offering, so why didn't he accept my offering? The fact that it deals with offering and giving to God lets us know that this was a faith-based comparison that was going on, and that's why I thought this story was perfect. And also, God led me to it as well for this episode. And so then, even after God told Cain the solution, which was verse 7, if you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. So God gave Cain the solution to his problem. God was encouraging him not to sit in the comparison, but to work on himself, work on his heart posture. But y'all know what Cain did instead of listening to God? In verse 8, it says, Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Y'all remember what I said? Comparison kills. And with Cain comparing his faith to his brother's Abel's faith, it led him to kill his brother, who was innocent. And so then the Lord, he goes to Cain and he's like, "Um, well, where's your brother Abel? And y'all know Cain lies to God and he says, I don't know. Now, I know that his parents told him what happened in the Garden of Eden. Like, I know that they told him this story. And he just still thought that God wasn't all-knowing. Weird. So after he says he doesn't know, he gets smart with God. He says, am I my brother's guardian? Or the famous, am I my brother's keeper? And so then God says, what have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. 
So now you are cursed, alienated from the ground that opens its mouth to receive your brother's blood you have shed. If you work the ground, it will never again give you its yield. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain has killed his innocent brother over comparison. And that's why I thought it was so important for us to identify what comparison kills. We all have heard comparison kills, comparison kills. But let's put a name to that thing that comparison kills to help us put into retrospect. So for my listeners out there who happens to have a really faith-filled friend or you're looking at the faith YouTubers or the faith influencers or the Christian YouTubers on Instagram, TikTok, and all those different places, and you may be seeing some of them get a little farther ahead than you, or you may be like, why does that preacher have a mega church and my church doesn't? Different things like that. Even if I talk to my, talk about myself, like, how did this podcast just start last year and it has more viewers than mine has? This is for you, because we're going to get into the different things that comparison kills. So the first thing that I have on my list is happiness which is also true. And that's why it's number one, because it's so true. Comparison kills your happiness. So for me, there's definitely been times where I am so happy with where my ministry is at. But then if I like pivot just a little bit and I look over to another Christian YouTuber or Christian podcast, I actually can think of a Christian podcast that I found. And like when I went and saw how old their YouTube channel was, I was like, they haven't even been doing this for long. Like, how are they getting all these views? Like, they were even doing live stream and premieres, and it was, like, filled with people. And I was just like, well, why isn't my channel doing that? That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. Completely took my little joy away from how successful my podcast is compared to where it was a couple years ago like I'm making progress some people will get to things quicker than other people will that's just how the world works and we have to remember that God has a plan for each and every single one of us but when we focus on what God has given somebody else it definitely takes away our happiness because we're not focusing on how far God has got us in that particular situation so in that little amount of time where I was like looking at that podcast and I was just like really comparing myself to them because I'm just like why isn't obedience podcast where this channel is like I've been doing this thing for longer than them like I should be further ahead than them but it's just like the plan that God has for them is not the plan that God has for you who knows maybe those people they did the work for five years outside of YouTube or social media. And so they built a little following going around the country ministering to people. And that's why they have the following now. I may not know that, but here I am sitting here com comparing myself to them. And they've been putting in the work just as long as me. I just don't know it. You never really know what's going on with somebody else either. It just goes back to like my favorite scripture is lean not on your own understanding because in my understanding that does not make sense. And so when I compare myself to where their podcast is and compared to where my podcast is, I started to lose my happiness in the progress of my podcast, even though my podcast has come a very long way and I'm, I'm thankful for it. 
But when I focus on where that podcast is or what that person's ministry is doing, it can make me lose happiness over what my ministry and what my podcast is doing. And we have to remember, too, like if we're doing something for God, like it's not for our glory. Yes, we want it to be successful to reach as many people as it can. But if said podcast or said ministry reached the exact amount of people that God wanted it to reach, didn't you get the job done? Didn't you glorify God in that moment? And y'all have to remember, I'm preaching to myself right now as I'm talking to you guys. So I'm not talking at you. I'm, you know, y'all get what I'm saying. I don't want y'all to think that I'm condemning you at all because, hey, this is, I'm telling you my personal experiences that I've been through. And I don't want you to be in a situation that God placed you in where you can be happy, but you aren't because you're comparing yourself to what another person or another person's standard. So be careful when you're thinking about your faith-based comparison because it can definitely kill that. Another thing that comparison can kill is your purpose. Now, let's say that I looked at those people's podcasts and I got so discouraged because I am not reaching anything compared to what those people are doing. And so I just decided to quit it. What just happened? Comparison killed my purpose. And comparison probably has killed a lot of people's purpose out there. God has probably assigned someone with a specific task to get something done and they start going out there comparing themselves to other people and they're just like I'll never be able to do it as good as them and they just decide to not do it and so therefore their purpose has been killed and in the story of Cain and Abel we see that Cain's well you know Abel's purpose was completely killed because you know Abel was killed But Cain's purpose was also killed as well. Verse 11, where it says, So now you are cursed, alienated from the ground that opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood. You shed, if you work the ground, it will never again give you its yield. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. So Cain's purpose was to work the field. He was purposed to be a farmer. And after he killed his brother, God put a curse on him where even if he tried to work the land, it wouldn't yield anything. His purpose was completely taken away from him. And so he was never able to produce a yield again. So it's really important that we don't compare ourselves to what other people are doing in that purpose because you guys may have the same purpose, but it has a different intention for both of you. God just gave me this sports reference. Like a lot of people love basketball and they have their players that they love. So some people like they really love LeBron James, but then you have some people they really love Steph Curry. Both of those individuals are great basketball players, right? But can they really be compared? Now, my sports people, my basketball people specifically, they probably are yelling at me right now. And they're like, yes, they can be compared. But God created them to play basketball two different ways. Like Steph was designed to shoot three-pointers. Are they called three-pointers? Yeah, I think they're called three-pointers. But he was designed to shoot three-pointers. And LeBron was designed to play basketball the way that he plays it. I don't know, like, specifically what he's good at. I just know that he's great. Like, a lot of people love him. 
but that's my point. Like, they were created to do different things. And so instead of comparing the two people, let's respect them for what they can do. Now, a great way that you can look at that is the U.S. Olympics, because in the U.S. Olympics, these people from all different teams around the country, they get together and they play for the country, and we're able to see each person's strengths work together for our country, USA, to win a gold medal. And so that's just an example of not comparing purposes. Even if I break it down a little bit more, it's another personal example. My cousin and I, King James, I talk about him before on the podcast, and he's been on the podcast as well, but we're the same age. We were born literally a month apart. And both of us have ministries, but God didn't create us to have the same purpose. He wanted us both to have ministries, but our ministries are completely different. So when I go to look at what his ministry looks like and the monetization that he has across different platforms, I can't compare myself to that because God didn't give me the the ministry of mine. And God gave me the ministry of sitting on here and teaching his word. So I can't compare myself to that. If I start comparing myself to that, I slowly, I don't want to get on this camera. I I lose confidence. I can't do it. But if I focus on what God told me to do and how he wants me to do it, then I can continue to complete it. So comparison can kill your purpose. And then the next thing on my list is faith. Should have been number one. (laughs) Comparison definitely can kill your faith. When I started to compare my faith level to that girl on YouTube stopping school because God told her to, I started to doubt how faithful I was in God. I started to just say, okay, yeah, maybe my faith is not all the way there. What if I wasn't as strong in my faith? And I just decided, well, since I don't have the same faith as that girl has, it's really impossible or it's really not necessary for me to continue growing. I'm just going to go back to my old ways. I don't need to have faith. Or my faith isn't working. Clearly, God isn't giving me any great battles to go through. So I'm just going to, you know, just forget about this because clearly my faith isn't working. But when you focus on what you have faith in and the things that you want in your life and the areas that you want to grow, you're not so focused on what the next person's faith walk looks like. It changes the game. Now, another thing I want to mention is you may see somebody and they are walking in obedience and they're doing what God told them to do. And it was a big faith move. You don't know what they're going through. Like my guest on the episode where it says, sis just obey after Vic left her sorority she was going through so much all the struggles came after she followed God's obedience but if you're like an outsider looking in just like oh gosh I did not have like a huge obedient move like that you don't know what that obedience led to in her life not saying that you know it was a bad thing that she was obedient but just saying like she went through it Do you want to go through that? Maybe God knows that you can't handle that right now. He knows that you can't handle that kind of persecution right now. He needs to build you up a little bit more. Instead of you trying to skip ahead, do you want to go through persecution when you can't handle persecution? I know I wouldn't want to go through it. Right now, the persecution that he has me going through, if 
little old baby Christian Shay two years ago went through this persecution. Little old baby Shay would have went back to her old ways and quit this podcast. But when you wait it out, you keep having faith in the area that you're supposed to have faith in, the level of faith that you're supposed to have in it, and don't compare yourself to other people, then you know your faith is just right. Faith should not be compared to other people because faith is a one-on-one thing with God. And also with that, you can be toying on the whole faith based on works concept because you're like, well, if I have this much faith, then God should do this for me. And it's not supposed to work like that. So we want to remember that comparison can kill your faith. So you definitely want to stay away from comparison because faith is the number one thing in our life. Faith is what keeps us connected. And y'all know Hebrews 11 and 1. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what it is. Yes. So don't you want to please God? And the last thing that I have on my list that comparison kills is contentment. Yes. That's a surprise one, right? Y'all didn't think about that. So let me read Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I believe. So I'm going to read this out of the NIV version. I know I usually read CSB, but I have my NIV Bible right here in front of me. But it says, For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So that is the scripture in the Bible where I first started to learn about contentment because when Paul was like, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I was like, okay, well, what's the secret? Because I need to be content. If y'all want to see Baby Shay talking about her contentment journey, definitely go check the video out in the show notes where I go through this study in detail because it was really a journey to like learn how to be content. But the reason I said that comparison can kill your contentment because the secret in being content in every and any situation is focusing on God. That last portion of that section of scripture in verse 13 where it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's where you're focusing on God. And when you're comparing yourself to someone Therefore, your eyes are not fixed on God, it's fixed on that other person. So the more that your eyes are fixed on that other person, the less that your eyes are fixed on God. And therefore, you cannot be content because your focus is all screwed up. And my study Bible says he focused on what he was supposed to do, not what he felt like he should have done. And that is what we do when we start comparing ourselves. We're not focusing on what God told us to do. We're we're focusing on what that person's faith looks like, what that person's ministry looks like, what that person's Bible time looks like, how that person prays, how that person reads scriptures. That's what we're focusing on instead of focusing on God and leaning into his strength to do what he told us to do. The minute you fall out of contentment, things are like a domino effect in your life. Contentment is where we need to be. And when I first studied contentment, my study Bible gave me a great guide in learning how to be content, which was focusing on the three Ps. And I did an entire series on that, which I may revisit in 2023. 
but it says to focus on the three P's. So first, make sure your perspective is right. So make sure your perspective isn't on someone else's success or what someone else has or what someone else's faith journey looks like or what their sermon sounds like or how they read the Bible or how they interpreted the Bible. We shouldn't compare ourselves. Our perspective needs to be, okay, let me see how I can get closer to God. Okay, God, show me what I, how I need to interpret the scripture for right now. God, show me what I need to be praying for. And then the second P is priorities. Where are your priorities? Are your priorities in, okay, this is what God told me to do, so let me make sure I do this, 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 like God told me to do? Or are your priorities on, okay, this is what this person did, so I need to copy down this, and I need to do this, 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 this. Now, honestly and truly, I fell into this trap earlier this year, and God had to, like, do a, do like a, what is it? It's not 360, it's 180. Had to do a 180 for me because I had started comparing myself to people like Sarah Jakes and Heather Lindsay, you know, the, the big speakers in ministry. And I was like, I need to be like them. Like, I need to follow them and, and hone in on what they do, how they speak, how they preach, how they teach, different things like that. And God had to tap me on the shoulder and be like, daughter, did I tell you to be Sarah? Did I tell you to be Heather? I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to be a speaker like those ladies. I told you to be a teacher, a Bible teacher. So focus on what I told you to do. Make sure your priorities are right. And when I was like trying to be like them, like things was so difficult for me. I was just like, this doesn't feel like right. Like I just didn't feel like myself because I was trying to be like them. When God created them to be them and he created me to be me. So he created me to be able to love to read his Bible and get on this podcast and, and teach people how to read their Bibles. So, yeah, right now I may not be able to get on the stage and, and, and preach like Sarah Jakes, but I'm not supposed to be Sarah Jakes. Sarah Jakes is Sarah Jakes, <laughs> right? But when I put my priorities back on what God told me to do, he made me realize, like, listen, daughter, I want you to teach my word this way. This podcast is how I want you to teach my word. Stop trying to be them. Be who I created you to be. And then the last P is the source of power, which is God. So if we're not focusing in and leaning on God, instead we're focusing in on and leaning on what those other people look like, we're not thinking about our source of power at all. And so remember, comparison completely kills your contentment because you're not focusing on what you need to focus on. And so therefore, your joy is going to be lost. Now, I share with you guys what comparison kills, but I also want to share with you guys what to do when you're faced with comparison, because like I said, I had to go through the same thing. And so I want to talk about one, two, three, four things I have on my list that I want to talk about what we should do when we're faced with comparison, because it's going to happen. We are living in a fallen world. We are not perfect. We are born of sin. So things will happen. So instead of acting like it's not going to happen, if we know it's going to happen and then be on guard or, or know the, the tactics to you know help ourselves through it, I think that's helpful. If I tell y'all not to do something, I'm going to always try to provide you a solution as to how you can be prepared if you do fall into it. Okay. So when you're faced with comparison, what you need to do is first, numero uno, 
most important, you need to fix the root of the issue. If you do not fix the root of the issue, the comparison is always going to be there. You may cover it up by unfollowing that person, but the next person who comes that looks like them or reminds you of them, that comparison is going to creep back in. So that's why you have to fix the root of the issue when it comes to comparison. Now, I read somewhere that comparison usually comes from insecurity. Which, in my case, very true. So when I looked at the YouTuber's channel and she was quitting school, I started to be insecure because I felt like, you know, oh, I'm not making faith moves. Or when I looked at that podcast I was talking about and I saw them have, like, so many subscribers, I was like, oh, man, I'm so insecure about my channel and my lack of subscribers. But, yes, comparison usually comes from insecurity. And when I read that, I immediately thought of a breakthrough that I had recently in therapy. I was able to find out the root issue as to why I didn't think I had a personality. I know it's crazy, right? But I feel like it'll, it blends in perfect with this. So in high school, my senior year, I was in a relationship. And towards the end of the year, my boyfriend at the time, he cheated on me. And he broke up with me. And he provided me the reason as to being, I have more fun with this person and I don't have fun with you. And you know what that did in little 17-year-old Shay's mind? You don't have a personality, so therefore no one else is ever going to want to be in a relationship with you because you are going to bore them to death. So what I'm going to do is I am going to start comparing myself to other girls or compare myself to, you know, what that guy thinks is fun. And I'm just going to grab onto that and I'm going to make it my identity. And so for years, I was very convinced that I did not have a personality. I didn't have personality. I was just fake in my mind. I was latching on to everybody else's personality but then as I started facing things you know as God started making me grow I started admitting yeah I don't have a personality and like when I said that thing out loud people was like looking at me crazy but you couldn't convince me that I had a personality an amazing lady helped me Miss Lakeisha Collins she helped me through this and I started to get comfortable in who I was and accepting, like, you know, my personality for what it was. But two years later, very recently in therapy, I was going through, you know, some failed relationships, trying to figure out, you know, trying to be be a better me. And we were talking about high school boyfriend, and I said, oh, my gosh, that is where that came from. So that's just a story to help y'all realize that you have to fix the root of the issue. If I would have never realized that, it would have kept popping up over and over and over again. So when I got into my next relationship, instead of leaning in on who I am, I would have been like, okay, what do you like? I like that too. You like red beans and rice? So do I. You like football? So do I. You like horses? So do I. No, I don't like horses. (laughs) But that's what I did for a long time. And when you get into like a relationship to be married, that's for life. And I can't be with somebody for life not being myself. So I thank God that he 
led me to that breakthrough. But like I said, that's a story of fixing the root of the issue and how the root of my issue led me to so much comparison. And the next thing you need to do is focus on your uniqueness. God created us all to be set apart. Okay, he created us all differently. I actually put Ephesians 2 and 10 here where it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So in last week's episode, I talked about, you know, tips of being prepared for the holidays. And I talked about in that episode how a couple years ago I produced a video talking about, you know, how to make sure you're happy during the holidays because I would be unhappy around the holidays. When I wrote down this tip, that is what I thought about. So going back to, you know, me feeling like I was alone at the holidays and like all my family going off doing their own thing and I was just stuck at the house, I started to compare myself to them and I started to feel bad. But when I started to focus on what I'm able to do, that they can't do it led me to happiness joyfulness because with my cousins like having their own families having little kids they're having to rip and run and I'm able to help them out if they need me because I don't have a little kid right now I have the flexibility to be able to say hey yeah yeah I can do that I can help you out they can't do that right now but I'm able to do that. That's unique about me. So I'm going to be grateful that God put me in this position to be able to do that because everybody else can. And when it's time, I'm going to have the opportunity to be able to say, well, I can't do that. I have a little kid and God will put somebody in my life like me right now who's going to be able to help me and be like, well, I don't have kids, so I can help you out. It's such an honor that you're able to be that person. If I was just like focused in on the comparison of me not being able to do um not having kids and stuff like that then I wouldn't realize the blessing in being able to be that person to help everybody out we have to focus on our uniqueness because God made us all different for a reason our uniqueness is going to help us out in our purpose each one of us has a gift that's according to what God needs us to fulfill for our purpose. In our gifts and talents and purpose, God has already given us everything that we need. And then like sometimes God won't give you certain things that one person has because he knows that you would not use it for his glory. Like for instance, if I could sing, baby, I'd be running Tony Braxton who? Okay. God knew not to give me a voice because it would just all be for my glory. that'd be me 10 minutes later ending the note okay (laughs) sometimes you will have things that God does not give you for a reason and we have to be okay with that because we don't need that gift we don't need that uniqueness about us this next thing to focus on actually like comes from the previous one of focusing on your uniqueness, which is focus on your blessings, focus on what you do have. And so going back to the story of the podcast, focusing on what I don't have is not going to help the ministry. Focusing on the assignment that God gave me is going to help the ministry. So what I do now is I set little personal goals that I'm focusing on instead of what everybody else is focusing on. So for instance, like I told y'all earlier in my 
low moment. Like my goal for this one was to make sure I put a video out three days a week. That was my goal. That has nothing to do with any other content creator. It only has to do with me. I no longer spend hours and hours on Instagram looking at people's feeds. I don't I don't do that anymore. Listen, I can't do reels right now. It's it's not a, a thing I can do. I cannot do those like dance and TikToks. It's not a thing I have time for. Not right now. Not in this part of my life. God will allow the ministry to grow. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've accepted it. I cannot put a picture out on my personal Instagram page three times a week. I can't do it. I can just do one time. And it's not even going to be like a, a photo shoot picture. It's going to be the picture I take after I film. Because that's just what I can do for right now. Later on, I'll be able to go above and beyond. But right now, this is this is what I can do. But I, I am so blessed that I have the opportunity to be in this position. I'm very thankful for it. So I'm not going to hone in on what I can't do. I'm going to hone in on what I'm able to do. So we have to focus on our blessings when we start getting into comparison. I remember I had a friend. They purchased a brand new car. And I started to compare myself. And I was just like, man, I wish I had a new car. Mind you, I did not have a car note at the time. I was blessed to not have a car note. And here I am complaining, comparing myself to somebody who just got a car note for what, the next three to five years? I don't know how long their car note, how long their payment plan was. So, yeah, that is my thing on that. Focus on your blessing because it is so easy to miss your blessing. And you do not want your blessing to be taken away from you because you are not grateful for it. And also, if you're not focusing on your blessing, it can easily lead you to not be thankful and grateful for what God has done for you. Instead, you'll be discontent towards God. And that's not a good look at all. So you definitely want to focus on your blessings. If you get into like a bout of comparison, take time and write out five things that you're grateful for. Five things that you're thankful for. Five blessings that you have in your life. Or you can write five blessings regarding your faith journey or your purpose at the time. Just to get you away from that comparison. Because I've noticed it is so hard to be sad when I'm thinking about all the good things that I have in my life. Because one good thing that I have, the next person may not have. And you have to remember that. And then the last thing that I have on my list is when you're faced with comparison, you need to think about what is your standard. So Galatians 1 and 10 says, but am I now trying to persuade people or God or am I striving to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So when you start to be faced with comparison, you need to think about what your standard is. Is your standard the world or is your standard God? Galatians 1 and 10 tells us we're not trying to persuade people. We're trying to persuade God. Are you trying to please people or are you trying to please God? That thing that you're comparing, why do you want it? Do you want it to glorify God or do you want it to please people? To look good in front of people. 
if that doesn't get you back on the right path, I don't know what will. When I said, yeah, I want to I want to be like Sarah Jackson. I want to be like Heather Lindsay. I wasn't trying to please God. I was trying to make a name for myself. I was trying to get on that stage. I was trying to get that wardrobe and makeup team and hair team. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to be big. Everybody isn't meant to be big. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if God puts me in that position, I wouldn't, you know, be grateful for what I'm saying is when I did it right now, I was definitely focusing on me and not what God wanted me to do. I was trying to please people and I wasn't trying to please God. I was trying to please my bank account and I was not trying to please God. But when you focus on the standard of I am trying to please God, that comparison goes out the way. Because when I focused on what pleased God, I no longer thought about Sarah Jakes or Heather Lindsay. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, them still my girls. I still listen to them. But what I'm saying is I did not compare myself to them anymore. When I listened to them, I was able to hear that word and not, I don't, I don't teach like that. I should have gave that scripture like that. No, I'm not thinking that anymore. And so that is one of the reasons why, and I talked about this in my year of 29 video, but in the age of 29, I don't want to be what the world thinks a 30-year-old is supposed to be. When it gets to my birthday next year, I want to be what I and God thinks 30-year-old Shay should look like. We can get so caught up in the standards of the world and what the world expects that we don't even think about what God expects. God, what do you want me to be like at 30? God, what do you want me to do in the year of 30? God, what do you want me to do in 2023? God, what do you want me to do this year? God, what do you want me to do with this car that you've blessed me with? God, what do you want me to do with this ministry that you've blessed me with? God, what do you want me to do with this career that you've blessed me with? Our standard should not be compared to what other people in the world or other people in the church, other people in the kingdom. Our standard should be what God wants us to do. When you can start to get faced with comparison and you just stop and you think about, okay, what did God tell me to do? What is the standard of God? Then boom, you're right back on track. I promise you, it works. It works, sis. I've tried it. I tried it and I know it, as the clock sisters would say. And so with all four of my things that you need to do when you're faced with comparison out of the way, I do want to leave you with one thing. And that is who you should compare yourself to. And y'all know who that person is? Jesus. That is the only person that we should compare ourselves to. is Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, Test yourselves to see if you are in faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you yourself not recognize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless you fail the test. So Jesus is the person that we're supposed to mirror in this walk. Jesus came and he gave us the perfect example of how to be a preacher, how to be a teacher, how to be a kingdom citizen, how to treat others. He gave us 
the best example as he walked this earth. And as we walk this earth and live out our purposes and walk in faith, we have to remember that Jesus is within us. And we need to compare ourselves to him to make sure we are reflecting the actual image of what Jesus Christ was when he was on this earth. So if you want to compare yourself to somebody, Jesus is the only somebody you can compare yourself to. And if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not reflecting Christ, then you need to do something about it. But if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not reflecting the image of Beyonce or some other celebrity or the local celebrity in your area, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Replace that image for Christ and mirror that image. So I do want to pray for us as I wrap this episode up because I do know that prayer is going to be so essential in this journey of not comparing. And like I said, I'm praying for us because I'm going through this as well. So let's take a moment and we're going to pray and ask God to help us through this and release us from this comparison. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this episode. I thank you so much for this message. I thank you so much that we are free of comparison. Thank you, Lord, for the tips that you provided to help us stay away from comparison and how to fight it when we do eventually face it. Thank you for providing us, Jesus, as an example and being the one true person that we should compare ourselves to. Thank you for the listener right now. They can feel you pulling on their heartstrings. Lord, I pray that you helped them through this. I pray for their forgiveness of not focusing on you and focusing on someone else or something else. Not comparing themselves to Jesus, but comparing themselves to people of the world or the world's standards. Lord, they are sorry. They repent. And they want to come back to you and compare themselves to you. Lord, I pray that you help us through this comparison, that you take it away from us, that you consistently remind us that we are all set apart, unique, all created for a specific person that you, purpose that you created ahead of time. Lord, I pray for your guidance through this journey. I pray for your strength through this journey. I pray for your power, your resources, your eyes. And Lord, I pray when the comparison kicks in that we remember these tips that you provided through this episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And while I'm in this posture... I do want to go ahead and talk about that one person that we're supposed to compare ourselves to, Jesus. I want to talk about why he's so special. So God came down in human form and walked this earth and died on the cross for us, for us all to be saved, for us all to have eternal life, for us all to be forgiven of our sins. 
He knew we weren't perfect, and he knew we would never be perfect. So he gave us a solution, and that solution is Jesus. So I want to offer you the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Savior. And then you'll be a part of the kingdom of God. You'll have eternal life. It's such an easy process. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior and you want to do so, right now is the perfect moment. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be in a revival. You don't have to be at a conference. You can do it right there while you're watching or listening. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ, and we are so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. Comment down below if you repeated that prayer after me. We are so excited for you. Now, there is two steps that you need to take now. The first essential step is to connect with the Bible teaching church. That's never going to go anywhere. It's always going to be a requirement. You have to connect with the Bible teaching church for you so you can get a shepherd to shepherd over your life, which is a pastor. They're going to be able to help you through this faith walk. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase the Reborn Workbook. The workbook is going to be so helpful in your new walk. Remember, it's not a requirement, but I do think it's going to help you along on this journey. So definitely check that link out down below. All right, guys, that is all that I have for you guys today. But I do have two questions. What was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, did you learn something new? If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer in the Q&A section below. I love to read y'all's comments. My goal is for this podcast to feel like a small group environment. So I love to hear from y'all. So please do not hesitate to reach out and let me know what's on your mind. And then I want to give a huge shout out to my premier group right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. We see each other. I truly appreciate you because this episode is not going up at the usual time, but you still showed up for me and I appreciate it. You do not go unnoticed. I love talking to y'all in the chat. If you would like to be a part of the YouTube premiere, I do premiere the episodes typically on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So definitely check the show notes out below to subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can be a part of the premiere game. And then no matter where you're listening or watching, I want y'all to share this episode with five of your friends 
We need to get everybody released from comparison, even the faith-based comparison. So definitely share this with five of your friends. And then if you do have any prayer requests, you can always send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And we will always be in agreement with you. And also, if you do have any high or low moments that you want to submit, you can do so by DMing us on our Instagram, Facebook, email. And then if you're watching on YouTube, in the comment section down below. And if you do so, you have the chance to be featured on the episode. But y'all, right now it is 12.14 in the morning, October 25th. The day that this episode is supposed to go out. But of course, it's not going to go out because your girl has a full-time job. But y'all keep watching. Y'all keep commenting. Y'all keep liking. Y'all keep sharing. And eventually, I'll be able to work full-time in ministry and... I could edit this video all day tomorrow and still get it out on time for y'all. So definitely do your part. Share, 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 share. Pray, 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 pray. All right. But I am going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this video found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next week. Ciao.